Hi, this is Diane Ladd. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Well, it's 2010. This is another episode of On Screen and Beyond, number 92 to be exact. I'm Brian Zemrak, and our guest today on this show is three-time Oscar nominee and award-winning actress Diane Ladd. She's going to be joining us to talk about uh, her movies, her life, her um, time on the TV show Alice, and a whole lot of other things. I hope you'll stick around for that. It's a really good interview. And this week, we take a look at what is coming your way as far as movies in 2010. And, of course, the dates and uh, of release and production schedules could change, so we want you to be aware of that, that uh, we give you a date, but it might be different. Uh, beginning with the first show of 2010, that's today. I want to take a moment to thank all of you for taking the time to listening to the show over the years and over the past year and let you know also that we have some very exciting guests joining us in the coming weeks and also we want to encourage you to send your suggestions for future guests and in fact a lot of the guests we have coming up and have had uh, over the past year have been from suggestions from listeners and uh, we always can't you know get everyone that you want we've had a lot of requests that uh, we haven't been able to get but we've had a lot that we have been able to get uh, a lot of things can make a difference, uh, you know, but we'll see what we can do. So uh, please send them to us at feedback at On Screen and Beyond, and we'll see if we can get uh, your your person, your suggestion on there. And uh, that's about it for right now, but it's time now to start taking a look at what's coming your way as far as movies in 2010. It's all coming up right here, and Diane Ladd in a few minutes. Stick around. It's right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Well, as far as taking a look at what's coming your way very soon on these early winter months of 2010, January 8th, look for Daybreaker, starring Ethan Hawke. And it's a plague that hits the world, transforming humans into vampires who must capture the remaining humans and farm them for their blood. William DeVoe and Sam Neely also star in that. January 15th, Denzel Washington is the man with the book that could save mankind after a futuristic, devastated America happens and he has the book of Eli. That's the name of the movie. And Lawrence Talbert is back as the Wolfman in a remake of The Wolfman. This time, uh, it's Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. They star in this, and it releases on February 12th. And Disney's Beauty and the Beast is released in 3D in theaters on February 12th also. That's it for movies coming up immediately. What's coming away as far as the spring of 2010? It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
spring of 2010? Well, it looks like March 5th will bring us Johnny Depp in Tim Burton's adaptation of Alice in Wonderland from Disney. This will be a 3D telling of the classic story. And on April 23rd, Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps with Michael Douglas, Shia LaBeouf, and Frank Langella. And on May 7th, it's going to bring us the sequel to Iron Man, Iron Man 2, starring Robert Downey Jr., Back as Tony Shark. And on May 21st, Shrek Forever After returns for another adventure with the Green Ogre. And that's it for springtime of 2010. Next up, summer of 2010, right here on On Screen and Beyond. The summer of 2010 is going to bring us on May 28th, Carrie and the Gang as a return in Sex and the City 2. And on June 11th, Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith remake The Karate Kid, also known as The Kung Fu Kid. And on June 18th, Toy Story 3 from Disney Pixar. It arrives, as does the Footloose remake. And on June 30th, the sequel, The Twilight Saga Eclipse, hits theaters. No explanation needed for that one. And on July 30th, Ben Stiller returns in Little Fockers, the sequel to Meet the Fockers. That's about it for movies this summer. And as far as the fall, that's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. As far as the fall of 2010, well, it looks like there's a lot of things coming away, but we're just going to look at a couple of things. On September 24th, Guardians of Gahul arrives when a young owl is kidnapped by the Owls of St. Aggies to be brainwashed into becoming a soldier. And along with others that are kidnapped, he and others escape to the island of Gahul to assist the wise owls in fighting the evil rulers of St. Aggies. And it looks like uh, Christina Ricci... Justin Long and Dennis Hopper will lend their voices to Alpha and Omega. It's about two wolves who are trying to get back home after park rangers take them halfway across the country. And that's it for the fall of 2010. Next, what's coming away as far as the winter of 2010? It's all coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> As far as the winter of 2010, I just want to remind you once again that uh, dates of release can change. We're really looking forward here a long ways, and things could change. Uh, production schedules and everything, it could change the release date. And uh, just keep that in mind, okay? But on November 12th, right now, it looks like Disney's Rapunzel will be unleashed for a retelling of the classic fairy tale Rapunzel. And Harry Potter and the Deadly Hollows Part 1 hits theaters on November 19th. November 26th brings us a remake of Red Dawn. And on December 17th, the Green Hornet arrives, as does Tron Legacy and Yogi Bear. So that looks like a big date for uh, some big movies. And on December 27th, Life as We Know It, starring Catherine Hegel and Josh Dumel, arrives in theaters. And that's about it for upcoming movies through 2010. Like I say, there's plenty of other movies coming your way. We've just sort of scratched the surface on there to let you know what's coming your way. And uh, there'll be many things. We'll be talking about it on our regular episodes of On Screen and Beyond as the months go by. So we'll keep you informed on that. And uh, we also are going to be changing a little bit uh, how we're going to be bringing you episodes uh, in the future. 
One thing will be at the beginning of each month, we will be having an episode that uh, is going to look at what is coming out that month for the entire month as far as new movies coming out and uh, as far as DVD releases and TV on DVD releases. And then the other episodes in that month will be looking at, of course, like we always do, remakes, sequels, upcoming movies, TV on DVD, movies on DVD, that type of thing. So uh, that's a little bit of a change from how we're doing things, and uh, we'll keep you informed on that. But coming up next, we have our interview with Diane Ladd, three-time Oscar nominee and award-winning actress. And she has just uh, got some great stories for us. Stick around for that. It's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a three-time Oscar nominee, a three-time Emmy nominee, one-time Golden Globe winner, British Academy Award winner, an Independent Spirit Award winner, 23 international awards. She acts, produces, writes, and directs. She's Diane Ladd. Welcome, Diane. Thank you so much, Brian. And what a pleasure to be here. And I have never, ever done an interview in an antique midst of the antique cars. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, it is. Look at these. Now, Diane, did you always want to be an actress? Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, I think so. <laughs> I also wanted to be a Mrs. District Attorney when I was about five years old. And I once I wanted to be a leper missionary. And I wanted to be a lawyer. And that's about it. Now, um, we're going to sort of skim things so we can get you back to the crowd, and I appreciate okay. you taking the time. Sure. In 1974, um, it was a great year for you because you played in uh, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson, mm -hmm. and um, you also got the no Oscar nominee for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. What was that like that year? Uh, that was quite a surprise. It was a Martin Scorsese film, and um, I got the nomination for an Academy Award, which I lost to Ingrid Bergman, which is not exactly chopped liver. Right. But the real surprise is that I won it over her in the mother country. That's when I won the British Academy Award. Yeah. And it's been my privilege since then to have uh, worked in England quite a bit. I was privileged to be the only American in the miniseries Cole Lazarus, which England's one of their favorite writers is Dennis Potter. He did uh, Singing Detective, and his last series before he died was um, in Cole Lazarus, and he had seen me in Wild at Heart and uh, asked that I be in his series. And then I'd done a couple pictures there, too, which were just wonderful experiences in London. London's been really kind to me. So, so then the two other Oscar films were uh, nomination, Rambling Rose, yep. with my daughter, and that was a... That we, we worked on trying to get that picture made, and Calder Willingham, who wrote it, it was a great film. It took him 17 years to get that film made. Wow. And uh, it was Princess Diana's favorite film. She chose it. She had a royal premiere in London, and she had a party in our honor, and we were flown to London. Hmm. And I'm a country girl, so for me, this was a great privilege. I'm from Mississippi, and my father was a veterinarian. People ask if I'm Alan Ladd's daughter a lot. No, no, no. My real name was Lanier, yeah. 
And in fact, uh, Tennessee Williams, the great writer, was my cousin. Yes, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Um, now, when you talked about acting with your daughter, you've acted with her several times. And now to be nominated, both of you, for an Well, Oscar. we did two major films together. That was Ramblin' Rose, in which uh, she and I, they say, made history in that that we were the first ever mother and daughter uh, duo in tandem to right. both be nominated for an Oscar for the same picture in the same year. There are three mothers and daughters who've been in, both actresses. One is Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli, and the other is Goldie Hawn and her beautiful daughter Kate Hudson. Yeah. But Laura and I were the only ones that had been in the same movie, mm-hmm. especially the same film, and both got nominated for Oscars. How was it? That, I mean, it must have been a thrill. It was, you know what? Here. We were asked to um, present an award at Oscar night. And when I was on that stage presenting that award, looking at my daughter, it was one of the more incredible experiences of my life looking at her because um, I've written a health book. My hobby, my advocacy is health and spiritual works. And I have a master's in psychology and a little degree in nutrition. And I've worked with doctors for 20 years in hospitals when time permitted because a lot of actors are high intuitives and energy flows through us and I've done healing work and um, I've worked in hospitals with doctors doing that so the book that I wrote about it is called Spiraling Through the School of Life and um, Can people get that online? Well yeah, if they go to my website, Mm -hmm. dianelad.com you can then go link in to another website where they're selling my book and a fabulous book that my husband wrote called uh, Curious Journey, which is a travel guide to the New Age, things you've always wondered about but maybe didn't have time to ask. Uh, but I was going to very honestly uh, share with you that the reason that that Oscar night was such an incredible experience, Brian, is because when I was very, very young, I had suffered a terrible tragedy. Uh, actor Bruce Dern and I, he was my husband, We lost our first child, two years old, in a tragic accident. And after that, I very much wanted to get pregnant again. My body did. But my body was still in shock, and I did get pregnant, and it was a tubular pregnancy, and I almost died. And they had to do emergency surgery, and they only left me with a little piece of tube left. They took the right tube out and five-eighths of the left tube. And five of the most famous doctors said I would never, ever, ever have another child, that it was impossible. So Laura is my miracle child, and that's how I got involved in nutrition. For two years, I sat in a library studying the human body. There were no health food stores. There was only one health food book. That was Gaylord House's Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. And I read that sucker from stem to stern. And when I studied in the library and I said to doctors, did you know that cranberry juice is a natural antibiotic? They laughed at me. When I said, did you know that vitamin E oil can heal scar tissue? They laughed at me. Now they tell you both. Oh, yeah, now it's a big thing. Now it's a big thing. So when I'm standing on that stage and I'm looking at my daughter, whom I also told, do not be an actress, and here we both are nominated for Oscars making history, nobody knew what this meant to me on that stage. That it's like a miracle, a hand of God. It was like full circle, you know, a karmatic spiral circle. So I wrote this book as a sharing with my fellow human beings. I am a writer. I'm in the Screenwriters Guild. I've written another book. I've done a screenplay that I directed, that I wrote myself. But this was special because this was my advocacy, you know. So I recently interviewed somebody who worked with just recently on a film. I uh, interviewed Bernie Casey. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, the ocean. 
can't remember the full name of it now. You know what? I, I, it's a wonderful film. And there's another one I made. American Cowslip is the name of a flower that Shakespeare wrote about. And that's a film. It's a terrific film. And uh, amazing co-stars. Amazing co-stars. Cloris Leachman and uh, Val Kilmer and Rip Torn and Bruce Dern is in it. And Peter Falk and just a bunch of great oh, actors. Yeah. Like it depends on they're cutting it and it depends on how they cut it. You yeah. know, this yeah. is a tricky editing film here. So we'll see what happens. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One last question. So sure. Okay. Um, I just wanted to ask you about uh, your role on the TV show Alice. Um, that was now, a long time ago. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you, you went from... Where, being a waitress, being Flo, and then you went on the show, which was an adaptation of the, the Well, movie. I tell you what happened. They talked to me about doing that series after I did the movie. I created the role of Flo for Martin Scorsese, the great director. And then I went to Broadway, and I did a play on Broadway. We tried it out. We were in Washington six months, and then to Broadway. The stage I have great love for. And they went on and did the series... And uh, the series with two actresses, Polly Holiday played my part, and uh, she's a lovely actress. They spun her off, and they told me they were spinning her off because they wanted to do her own series. That was a lie. They were spinning her off because she and the other actress did not get along at all. And Vic Tabak was in it. We had done the movie originally. And uh, I, came, I, I came into a kettle of fish. I asked, I said, harmony is very important to me and peace and harmony. Everybody didn't get along, and that saddened me a lot. I, I stayed with the show almost a year. You did a great job with it. Thank you. In fact, I won a Golden Globe in six weeks' work for the wow, show. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And um, instead of everybody being thrilled for me, there was all this jealousy and childish intrigue, and I'm just not for that. Life's too short. So I stayed with it. I created the role of Belle, yep. which is a country-western songwriter, and uh, my father and I wrote several songs together that I sang. You know, when you go to a series that's already established, and there were some great actors already on the show, but I don't know what all they went through before I got there. Whatever was happening happened long before I got there, and I just stepped into the stew that was already on the fire, and I just couldn't seem to help get it off the fire. Uh, they, they got a big rating. They got what they wanted out of me. I had a big following from a soap opera. In TV in those days, they did really good shows, so they had big followings, didn't they? They don't yes. have good shows now, so they don't do big followings. Yeah, they had a 35 million audience, and they were in 10th place. And the night I joined the show, all the papers printed that the show, the rating jumped from 35 million to 75 million. Wow. And it took all three major cities, and it held them. We were in third place for the whole, that whole season. Hmm. And that was, had never happened before. But um, instead of getting a bonus or a gold star for that, I didn't. So I just finally said I have to leave. After I asked to leave. I said I have to go on my way with my life. And I would have made a lot of money had I stayed, but I'd probably be an old alcoholic on a hill had I stayed. 
So you make choices in life. But it was a great experience. I learned a lot. There was some great moments with all of the actors, each one of them, good or bad. I had great moments. And I'm not really sorry that I did it because it was an interesting lesson for me in life, a couple of them. From the, the viewer's aspect, we yeah. all enjoyed your work. Thank and you. Had, you know, good time Thank to watch. you. And your movies that you've done, we, Thank you. we really Thank appreciate you. what you... My, one of my favorites, by the way, people have never seen is Cemetery Club. That Bill Duke directed that I starred in with, uh, with Ellen Burstyn and Olympia Dukakis and Danny Aiello. It is a terrific film. And if you, they haven't seen that, go out to a video store and get that. That's so much fun. So Cemetery Club is a great movie. People can go out and rent. But i got to tell you how happy I am to be here. You know, as actors right now, we have our own corruption going on. At this time in life, there's a big change, a paradigm shift. And you see it all over in every business. And there's good people and bad people. And we seem to have a lot of bad people trying to take the Screen Actors Guild down, in my opinion. And there's new rules and new contracts being done that I think are quite horrible. I think they're greed and corruption, and I think they're going to hurt the business. So I think one, I think one of the helps for the business, I think one of the helps for the business is festivals. Because when you have a festival, you have culture. And right now, we have to fight for culture for the next generation. Culture, I think, is as powerful a weapon as a bomb. And if a country loses their culture, you lose the civilization. And it's up to all of us, parents and all of us, to, to really give our energies to create the best music. When you hear somebody hit D above high C when they're singing, or you see a beautiful painting, or sports, see that guy hit that home run. We have got to bring music, art, drama, and sports back into our high schools across this great nation for all of the future actors. No, she's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it's very, very important. And so, all of us actors, we're all so busy fighting for our gill and so busy fighting at this time for good countries, so busy trying to get good films made, you know. I got a film about me and Martha Mitchell that I've been trying to raise money for for so long. If anybody was interested, call me. I really am fighting to get it done. Marty Scorsese is my executive producer. And you can go to my website, dianelad.com, and you can link to my company, www.excel.com, E-X-X-C-E-L-L.com, and you'll see all about it. And I've had the money three times in this economic thing, and people have lied, and banks paid games, and I'm trying again to get it made. So any, if you have a dream, whatever that dream is, you have to fight for that dream. And if that dream's right for you at all, it will happen when the time is right. You must never give up. You must get out there and have a little faith and kick a little dirt. And that's what I say in my book, which is called Spiraling Through the School of Life. We have to spiral and we have to kick a little dirt. Keep up the fight for culture, please, okay? And we want to thank Diane so much for taking the time to talk to us. She's very busy, and we were so delighted that she could take a few minutes to sit down and talk with us, and uh, it was great talking with her. Hope you enjoyed that one. And let's see, we also want to thank all the people who have emailed us over the past year, and we appreciate your emails very much, and uh, thank you so much for all your good comments and, uh, and everything that you've uh, emailed us and requested uh, for people and everything. And also, there's so many different people around the world who are listening to On Screen to Beyond now. We have people, a large listening audience in Russia and New Zealand and Australia, 
Australia, New, uh, Finland, and Italy, Ireland, England, Austria, Germany, Norway, and that's just to name a few. And then, of course, uh, the United States and Canada and uh, with Japan and just so many other places. And uh, uh, it's not enough time to name every place that uh, we have listeners. But uh, we appreciate you taking the time to email us and listening to us and all that. And we hope we're doing what you like to hear. And we hope we have the guests that you like to listen to. And uh, that looks like it's about it for episode 92 of On Screen and Beyond. Uh, we have some great guests coming your way in the future, so we hope you'll stick around. Next week, no exception, got a great guest coming away from a classic TV show. Stick around for that. It's coming up next week right here on On Screen and Beyond. Till then, this is Brian Zemrak. Take care. Uh-huh.